Throws to Ablett. Oh, just a late Justin Madden's got the set. One hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken. Matthews hit it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Well, we're certainly celebrating another great football life today, Julian. And folks, welcome on behalf of Tobin Brothers. And let's hope that Tobin Brothers don't get to this bloke too soon because he's an absolute gem. I played against him. He bashed the living suitcase out of me. And then we played together for three years down at the Saints. He played 256 games for the Saints and kicked 301 goals. Between 1965 and 1977, had a great career. He's one of the few St Kilda Premiership players, and that happened in 66. Best and fairest in 73. Inducted into the St Kilda Hall of Fame in 2007. He's a member of St Kilda Team of the Century and a four-time Premiership captain coach with Ainsley in the Australian Capital Territory. Oh, there's got to be some mistake. This can't be the... Cowboy, Neil, you are a star. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Rex. Good to be there. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. You, 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 let's go right back to the beginning to Warrnambool and uh, and let's let's get the first thing out of the way. How soon was it in your childhood that you had the bowed legs and they called you Cowboy? Uh, well, I've, I've had the bow legs all my life, I think, but it had nothing to do with uh, with getting my nickname, Cowboy. I, I used to go to the footy with a, a fellow who was taking one of my sisters out, and instead of calling someone a silly bastard at the footy, he'd, say, he'd call him a silly cowboy. And cowboy. I, <laughs> I thought it was quite good, so I started using the term, and it stuck with me. <laughs> well, it certainly has, because, you know, somebody say, Cowboy. <clears throat> Kevin Neal, oh, Cowboy it was just amazing, uh, you know, and, and what an amazing career you've had. Can we go back to South Warrnambool and talk about the early days? Uh, did, you know, were you always an above-average kid in relation to ability of our game? No, not really, Rex. I was very small, actually, you know, as a young kid when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. It wasn't until I was about 15 that I started to, to grow a bit, and, uh, you know, even... Uh, in uh, 1963, uh, played under-18s with South Warrnambool and then seniors in 64, and we won the premiership that year. But, uh, yeah, I look, I never had a burning desire to go and play AFL footy or VFL footy as it was then. But, uh, yeah, I got the opportunity because uh, the bloke who coached me at South Warrnambool, Brian McCarthy, was an excellent killer player, and he yes. sort of got me there because there wasn't any zoning in those days. And... Uh, you know, I've said it a lot of times, and I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll probably I'll go down and play a couple of reserve games. Might help me get a decent looking Sheila, which it has. Yeah, so I went out and played a couple of games in reserves, and they rang up again that week and said, look, send him down. We'll play him in the reserves again. And I didn't know this. Brian McCarthy said, no, nah, he he doesn't want to play reserves again. He's had enough. Won't be down. So they rang back about half an hour later and said, send him down. We'll play him in the seniors. Yeah, we'll get back to it uh, a little bit later in the show about, you know, your fortune in going to St Kilda at what was a golden era, you know, similar to, to myself and other guys when we went to Richmond after such a yep. really, really lean time. But but you were a bootmaker earlier on in your teenagers, were you? Teenage That's right. years, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, into my third year as an apprentice bootmaker when I... I left and went down to Melbourne. I, I didn't uh, follow it up, but uh, yeah. yeah, I did that for uh, for two and a half years. And amazingly, uh, you were sales uh, sales and dispatch rep for cigarette company Philip Morris. But you can't remember most of your workmates because they're all dead. 
Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I worked in uh, dispatch for Philip Morris. Daryl Bordock worked for him there. Yeah. As well, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, they've probably all died. And <laughs> I was one of the ones. I started smoking, I think, when I was 14. Yeah. And uh, I gave it up in uh, the mid-80s, so it's been 30-odd years since I've had a smoke now. Were you like me that you can remember at three-quarter time blokes having a gasper on the field and a, and a shot of whiskey? Well, I can certainly remember a couple of them having a smoke. You know, I know I used to have one at halftime. I'd be in the toilets and Gene <laughs> would come in and knock on the door and say, come on, cowboy, to get going for the second half. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was part of the deal. You know, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a big thing. There was a lot of, lot of blokes smoke, but yeah, yeah, you don't see many of them smoke now. Similar to Richmond and uh, and Carlton, I suppose, in those days, you were fortunate to come, you know, where St Kilda moved from the Junction Oval to their new home at Linton Street, Moorabbin, and the group came together and there were some household names there and you just clicked on the field. It's just something that happens every now and again in footy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, you know, you look back at, you know, 140 years St Kilda been going, we've only won one premiership, which, you know, it's not overly flash, but uh, no, look, I, as you mentioned before, I was just so lucky to go to the club at that period of time, which was a real successful era, and yeah, just to be part of it, then playing three grand finals was fantastic. And you played with some incredible blokes, and I'll get them for a moment, but I think your debut was just thwarted because uh, under some sort of an agreement, you had to play three games in the 1965 season with South Warnable just to tidy things up. How did that come about, Cowboy? Well, I've got no idea, Rex. It's too long ago. Well, that's all right. Well, all right. Now, well, today's Sunday morning, so we can do that. Now, as I talk about this, is Kevin Cowboy Neal. He's a legend of the game and a legend of St Kilda, and one of the very few who have a St Kilda Premiership medallion. And amongst those teammates are uh, the Doc and Stewie. I speak of Daryl Baldock and Ian Stewart. And they'll talk about the history of the game in thousands of years of time when you and I are well gone, Cowboy. And these are the two very top of the tree legends of the game, not only down at St Kilda. Yeah, no, you're right, Rex. They were two sensational uh, footballers, both of them. They were different players. But, uh, yeah, look, I, the four years I played at full forward, uh, I, I'd be in front of Daryl Bordock and you know, he'd you just do something every game that you'd say to yourself, I don't believe it, I've seen it, but how could you do that? And uh, he just did that all the time. He was only about six foot, a bit over six foot, played centre-half forward. Stewie, you know, was probably, I remember, you know, I reckon I could have led with my eyes closed and my arms yeah, out and dropped yeah. the ball in it. Uh, he was magnificent, had tons of courage. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, they were both fantastic blokes. Like, there was a lot of really terrific blokes through my period there. I was just so... Very fortunate, but those two were, were outstanding, yeah. Kevin Cowboy Neal is our legend today on This Is Your Football Life. Tobin Brothers celebrating lives, and we're not celebrating your life yet because you're not gone, Cowboy, and we expect now that you gave away those gaspers when you worked for Philip Morris, you're going to live to see your great-grandchildren. Uh, you moved to full forward in 66, the premiership year. You, you know, started off as a back pocket and relief ruckman, but uh, you started to kick a few goals, and you went into the 66 final series full of confidence, kicking a few uh, sausage rolls. Yes, no, I'd uh, build up a little bit of confidence over the year. Yeah, I wasn't sort of super-duper outstanding. And, uh, I think I, I kicked eight goals once in the second half of the game, and that was the most number of goals I kicked in the game. So yeah. it wasn't anything uh, super special, like 12 and 15 that Peter Hudson kicked every week. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, look, I, I enjoyed it. I hadn't played up forward before, and I enjoyed it, actually. It was really good in the four years I had there. I, I did enjoy it, but I must admit I did like going back to the back line after that. It was uh, it was quite good down the full-back. Linton Street, Moravan became a fortress uh, when the Saints moved from the Junction Oval, and uh, it, it was a fantastic uh, time for the St Kilda Football Club but you were coached by the late and great Alan Jeans, and you had a great rapport with Jeans. There was no doubt about that, but he wasn't short in giving anyone a spray, including his love child, Barry Breen. He could certainly dish it out, but what a great coach he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, and, you know, apart from being a great coach, he was just a great person. And I've said it, and, and I noticed a few of the boys at Dermot Burton and Hawthorne. My dad died in the early 71, and... Jeansy sort of took over as my dad and looked after me and my family. And, yeah, look, he was he was my second father. And, uh, yeah, we were very close right through until the, until the day he passed away. Which, uh, But he was just, yeah, he was just a, a bloke. I don't know whether there's been too many people like him. I haven't come across too many, but, yeah, he was he an was unbelievable person. Just amazing, you know, just like Hafey, not only a good coach yep, but a good exactly. people person, you know what yep. I mean? And, 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 and we've had John Kennedy on this show last year and it just, it's, it's, it's dealing with people and their emotions and understanding that we're all not the same and certainly when blokes like you and I come along, we're not the same, are we, uh, Cowboy? <laughs> no, definitely a bit different, Rex, yeah, you're right. <laughs> a little bit left of centre. Uh, yeah. That Moorabbin, as I said, was an absolute fortress, but it was a uh, probably, uh, I suppose, uh, two blokes called Huggins and Drake were the instigators in getting St Kilda away from the Junction Oval. There was a lot of uh, resistance, but that Moorabbin just set the whole joint uh, alight. Yes, it was. It was, uh, it was terrific. And I see now that uh, there's the, the talk is that, uh, that perhaps I'll go back there again. I do hope. I hope we do go back there because yeah, it uh, it was certainly uh, the only home that I knew of. So, so yeah, I didn't have it. You know, I, I wasn't there when they were at uh, Junction Oval. But yeah, it looked and the other clubs hated coming down there. It, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a terrific uh, place to go to. But uh, yeah, no, look, it, it just had something about it that uh, we'd built over those years, and uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a bit of a shame to see it fade away, but hopefully uh, they'll get back there, which will be even better. And back then, uh, you know, earning a call-up for the Big V was a great honour. And uh, in uh, in 67, you were called up for the game against Tassie. And th- they were great games back then. It's not like now where they're talking about having an interstate game or they're talking about this, you know, before the season and after the season. This was smack bang in the middle of the season. And blokes who were fortunate enough to wear that big white V county couldn't get there quick enough. Oh, no, no. That's the thing now, yeah, you see that. They pick a side that these three best players at this club can't go because the club doesn't want them to go. They might get injured and all that. Well, you know, in our days, well, I was very fortunate that Ian Cooper had played in our premiership side. Cooper was in the, the uh, Vic side and uh, he got crook and had to, to pull out and uh, I got in and filled in for him. So I was pretty fortunate to get a run in the the, uh, the Victoria it was. But, yeah, look, it was... People, Latman players, just that was one of the big highlights of your career if you could get a game in the in the VFL in the uh, the Victorian side. Yeah. 
Our guest today for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives is Kevin Cowboy Neal, a legend of St Kilda, a legend of the game. And I suppose we all look back to the 71 grand final when the truth finally has to rise that when Peter Hudson left, uh, lost half of his left ear, he fell over and hit it on a stone on the MCG at the northern end of the ground. Uh, look, it's a story that uh, there's been <laughs> some different tales about it. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I've always said uh, I was the one, unfortunately, that whacked him in the ear and that uh, it wasn't a planned thing. He just happened to bob his head up and I <laughs> thought it was too good to, to opportunity to miss it. And then one thing I, I must say, he's remained a terrific friend of mine over oh, the years. Yeah. And, uh, like now, and I said to him uh, last year, I was at a function there, and I said, Hutto, if... It had been reversed that you'd have done that to me. I wouldn't even talk to you, you bastard. <laughs> you know. And, but he said, "Look, what happens on the footy field stays on that footy field." And, and that's the type and, of bloke he is. Oh, t- terrific fella, great fella. It was probably you know as good a forward that's played the game. He was sensational. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you won the best and fairest in '73 at Moorabbin, and uh, that was in a pretty good era because you'd yeah you know, you'd won uh, won the first flag in '66, and you had all those you know the '71 that sort of thing. But in '70 it must have been a great thrill for you, particularly amongst all those household names. Oh, it was. It was, you know, it was a great honour to uh, to win a best and fairest uh, at your club. And uh, yeah, it was. Well, Jonesy had changed a few things. You know, he'd split up the into the, the six backmen, the six forwards, and the three centre line and the three on ballers. That were the eighteen players. Yeah, and they voted for the, for the six in the back line who was the best in there. And I guess, you know. You, you might have had a chance of getting a, uh, the extra I mean, same amount of, of votes as if you played on field like you have a look now. The blokes are the on for, on ballers yeah. that, uh, that win most of the best and fairest. So I was a bit fortunate in that that, that uh, thing as well that uh, I had that opportunity. But yeah, no, look, it was was terrific. And, and again, it, it it was wasn't uh, about what it did or who it or did you get any money or this that and the other. Like it was just. You know, I know the club was struggling and someone said, you know, how much money did you get? And I said, if the club came with us and said we're broke, got no money and can't pay it, we'd have all still played. I'm yeah. And we'd all tried just as hard. I remember Bobby Murray won it a couple of years before that and he got a, he got the cheque at the town hall that night when he won it. <laughs> we went down to the club and he, he bought a drink for us and he had to put some money in. Goodness put, gracious put me. He the cheque over the bar and then had to put some more money in. So... Yeah, the money wasn't the big thing then, and uh, it, it doesn't like. I look back on you'd be the same. I I played my thirteen years at St Kilda, and I think I got a total of just under sixteen thousand dollars. Well, you total. got a lot more than me, mate. I got more than that in bribes and the police force. <laughs> <laughs> this I is this, that. <laughs> this is Kevin Cowboy Neal, a legend of the game, a legend of St Kilda. A great performer has presence on stage. They work hard at engaging audiences. And even after the curtains fall, they leave a lasting impression. Folks, these qualities make them stand out from the rest. Toman Brothers Funerals is a perfect example. After 80 years, they continue to shine. They believe funerals can be a celebration of life, and Tobin Brothers always strive to be innovative and contemporary. These distinguishing qualities make Tobin Brothers Funerals the true performers 
they are today. And out of the break on behalf of Tobin Brothers will continue with the fascinating football life of Kevin Cowboy Neal for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. We're celebrating the football life of the fantastic Kevin Cowboy Neal. I played against him and I also played with him and I know him very, very well and he's a keen fisherman and still is and it's great to have him on board today. Things came to an end uh, like they do for everyone. Kevin, at the end of the 1977 season, you retired, but you went to Canberra. They moved pretty quick on you as captain coach up there and uh, that was from Ainsley. Yeah, that's right, Rex. Uh, yeah, I, I must admit, I, I wasn't aware of uh, of any Australian rules being played in Canberra. No. I knew they had a bit of rugby and the basketball was, was there and that. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I went uh, up there and uh, did an interview with them and had a look around. And, you know, they were just nice people. They had a, a nice club and I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to do some coaching, I'll, I'll have a dip here. I didn't have too many other places uh, chasing me, so... Yeah, I went up there and, as I said, I had a look around and had plenty of... Uh, the club was very, uh, very good and uh, made a bit of money. I thought, you know, if they don't pay me, I can nearly pinch enough from the club and get <laughs> yeah. You had, uh, you had, su- you had success. Yeah. Uh, you, you won a couple of flags and you weren't short on kicking a few snags up there, mate. No, uh, we played in six grand finals in the six years and we won four of them. Two of them were undefeated. And yeah. Yeah, I still hold the, the record up there. I don't know how. 149 goals is the <laughs> thing, but I kicked over 100 goals three years in a row. And then I uh, I had a little bit of trouble with the knee that I'd heard at Geelong in the late uh, 60s to, to tweak the cartridge and the uh, they said, the doc said, what do you think? And what have you had him done? I said, no. He said, oh, it'll be full of rubbish. I better open it up. So yeah, he did that, opened it up uh, and uh, cleaned it all up. He said, I couldn't believe how much rubbish was in there when I, when I got it out and got the arthritis cap done and this and the other. And then he, he uh, uh, I woke up that night and the leg was throbbing and I rang him up, went back, put him went back in hospital for six weeks. I had a thing called shooter monus, which is mm. about 10 times worse than golden staff. Goodness. And he told me, he said, look, first three days, we, we didn't know whether we were going to have to cut your leg off because we couldn't control it. Yeah. And I remember saying to my wife that they cut my leg off would have made it a bit hard for me to keep playing. And she said, you wouldn't have to change your game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you've got is this amazing sense of humour. And probably the guys that played through the 60s and 70s, you know, even Jeansy, you know, and on match day and Hafey with that furrowed brow, uh, when, when the siren went, you know, it was it's a lot of fun back then, was it? We all had jobs and we didn't get much, but God, we had some fun. Oh yeah, and it was just great. And one of the big <laughs> things was after the game, where if you were the, the away side, you'd go into the home side yeah. rooms and have a beer, or, or a chef you didn't drink a beer, it didn't matter. You just sat down, and the umpires were there, and you just all had a chat, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nineteen eighty-two, you were in for the St Kilda job. Uh, with the possibility of replacing Alex Jezelenko. How close will you get to getting the job at Moorabbin? I think, uh, I'm not overly uh, sure, but I think Godanda was, was just Tony Jewell and myself. Yeah. Left there and, uh, yeah, they finished up. Uh, Julie got in. But look, uh, looking back on it, Rex, I've got to say this honestly, I did 
seven or eight years of non-playing coaching four over in Adelaide, and I, I just didn't like it much. Didn't you um, really? Yeah. Apart from the fact I wasn't much good at it either. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few <clears throat> few people that would disagree with that. Uh, the playing but, but... Uh, was was the best part. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, you just had a fantastic career, and and that era at Moorabbin was just so special with Gigi coaching. Probably St Kilda at the time, and you know it's a sore point. Probably underachieved, you know. But '71, you know, when uh, when uh, Bob Keddie went mad on the cat, Gary Colling in the last quarter, you yeah. had him on toast. That's a. But I tell you what, if we all sit back here, and as I you know speak to you right around the nation. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, mate. You just got to get on with life. It didn't happen. And as Rodney Rood says, get over it. It happened and get on with life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, you have a look at the Saints over the last 10 years. They, they you know, not could have won, but they should have yeah. won two. Yeah. And probably uh, another one or two. Yeah. So yeah. Look, that's, that's the way it goes. Do you get do you get together? You know, uh, I, a couple of weeks ago, I was at a function uh, for Johnny Nix, who was assistant coach to Tommy in the golden era at Richmond. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Neil Roberts was there and Alan Morrow was there. And he just still can't believe, you know, at five foot ten and a half that he is a St Kilda <laughs> Premiership player. Do, do yeah. you still get together regularly as a few blokes are falling off the perch? Well, yeah, the former players, I was the president of the former players for 10 years before I retired, and yeah, we've dropped off a little bit, unfortunately, but we're, they're on the way back again now, and we've, uh, we have uh, a couple of uh, functions each year, but uh, yeah, I'm, I only went down to one game last year, but I'm going down to half a dozen this year, and uh, I'll go down and... I'll run across a few of them there, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, tell us about your private life. Are you retired now? You had an operation last year. You, you're feeling really, really well. You've got grandchildren? No, I haven't. I've got uh, my daughter's still, she's been 12 years over Fleur over in uh, England, in London. She's a lawyer over there. Wow. She's. Uh, Little little Fleur, who used to stay yeah. in the creche at Linton Street, is a lawyer in London. How do you feel, a boy from South Warrnambool? A couple of. Uh, Boy, she boyfriend she's had, but no, she's not married. And Josh, uh, my son, he's uh, he's thirty five. He's uh, he's uh, just got married last year, and uh, him and his lovely wife Shelley, they uh, live up in New South Wales, and he's a, he's a Sparky. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, there might be some grandchildren coming along. But, well, that, that would yeah. be just a bonus. Uh, what do you, what do you think about the modern game? Do you follow it closely, or do you just like a few of the former stars take a fleeting interest? Or it's certainly if you you know went away and had a look at the footage, some of it in black and white in our day, and then came back now, you'd say, my goodness gracious me, is it the same game? It's amazing the pace and the intensity, cowboy. Oh, it is. And now would you like to be playing full forward now? It's oh. Been- as soon as the ball goes past the centre, you've got to sprint up into the centre. No, so. that's not for you and I, mate. No, and uh, like I watched the game last year on the telly, and it was uh, it was uh, West Coast Eagles' first home game the year they in the comp. I think it was '88 or something. Yeah, and, and they were playing. I think it was Richmond over there, and there was only two cameras, and sort of they were at each end of the ground, and it was funny. The ball would go down one end and the camera behind the goals would be looking down the ground and you'd look up the other end of the ground and the half-forward flankers and the forward pockets, they're all in the positions. <laughs> yeah, that's the part of it that, yeah, like, nobody's responsible for anybody now. Like, you know, 
no one's on anyone, no one picks anyone up again. No, they don't. But then they it doesn't get, excite me. And they get $700,000 a year for doing it, County. <laughs> How about that? Well, it's just been great having a chat. I've got a couple of things to say and ask you uh, before you go. Where do you see St Kilda? Because I just thought, you know, when Richmond uh, won four flags in nine years, there'd just be flags hanging everywhere and they haven't fired a shot since 1980. So 1966 is a long time. And by the look of the list, it might take a little bit longer yet. And you and I might have to survive a, uh, a scare or two, a health scare before we see a St Kilda uh, Premiership, mate. Yeah, I hope I'm still around when they get one. Look, uh, they're on the way back, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm most impressed with the coach they got, Alan Richardson, now. He's, yeah, uh, he's yeah. a really good bloke, good coach. And, you know, he's got the, cl- the clubs uh, all sort of, they're just, there's no divisions there. They're all just fighting for the, all pushing for the one thing. And, uh, you know, look, they're like most of the, the clubs down a bit. They've got a lot of young kids and they've just got to build on them. But, yeah, yeah. I, look, I think it will improve, but it'll, it'll take a while. Yeah. Well, it takes a while for everything, and it takes a while for grudges. And uh, somebody said a grudge. It was Tony Gregg, the late Tony Gregg. A grudge is somewhere where you park your car. But anyhow, as a copper, when you opened up my eyebrow about four and a half inches across, I thought I can get you about 25 years hard labour, mate. And then we became great friends, not only on the footy field, but as fishermen. And we've just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our chat here today. It's great to know that you're in good health and your family's well. And I thank you very, very much for being a part of This Is Your Football Life today, Kevin Cowboy Neal. Thanks, Rex, very much. It was a pleasure to talk with you. And if you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Football Life. This has been This Is Your Football Life. Kevin Cowboy Neal, a legend of St Kilda, a legend of the game, a dear friend of mine. Thanks to Tobin Brothers, celebrating lives.